Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Right, there will be a draft in that teams will select players, uh, but the question is to what extent they can have a large public gathering. As of now, obviously the reason these things are being canceled is because we don't want large public gatherings. And we're talking about six weeks from now, so the, the league has to make a decision on this pretty quickly. And if there is baseball on April 9th, something went really, really well across the country. But the expectation at this point among almost everybody is that we're not going to see baseball until May. Welcome into the show. Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. We got Judd back from Florida. Hey, guys. Bronzed and full of hopefully sanitary wipes. How many people sat next to you on the plane? Oh, it was the greatest. No one on the plane? No, the the, the plane was packed. My mm. row, mm. aisle seat for me, mm. to my right, nobody. Oh, and, mm. oh and so you were, you were good then. The, the gate agent. About to your left. The gate well, agent. He was in the aisle. He was in the aisle. Yeah, oh, okay. no, there was oh, nobody okay. by me. Mm. She did that thing where, where like she examines the empty seats. And so she came back and like looked and saw there were two seats, including the window by me. She said, she said what's your name again? Judd. She's like, okay. So I was sure she was going to go find two people, right? Be like, oh, you can have these Why did two- she need to know your name? I have no idea. Don't care. The key was she left and never came back, and, and they closed. And then I'm like, close the door. Yeah, it's always- time to Time to close the boarding room door. It, it's, it's one of the top five boarding best door. feelings when you're sitting in an aisle seat, and you're watching everyone go by, just hoping that no one takes the open seat to your right. So, so. I was like completely spread out. Just I sat in the middle seat, just tons of room spread out. Taking a little snooze while everybody else was cramped in. And it was a sanitary. great, great nice. flight back. So uh, still, I don't know. Probably wasn't sanitary, but that's okay. I don't know, man. I told him I wouldn't get on a plane. I wouldn't go to an airport. You would have driven home. I wouldn't get on a plane. Yeah, make him drive home in a hazmat suit. For some reason, I heard someone around the office today. So do not take this as authoritative medical <laughs> advice. But the the coronavirus is not as transferable on a plane as maybe some mm. other places. As long as someone doesn't cough on you. But again, I am not a doctor. (laughs) Well, they have the same study about schools, too. It's scared of flying. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe coronavirus doesn't fly. It's like Rami. Just yeah, take a couple pills and <laughs> pass out for four hours, right? But but gentlemen, yeah. So we are going to have uh, Chris Wright is the CEO of Minnesota United FC, and he'll join us at five o'clock. And and, and the the reason why we want him on is because he is just 
He's always great at putting things into 30,000-foot perspective. And so he'll come on the show. Pete Nigerian, friend of the show, will join us to talk about the impact of coronavirus on sports, on the markets, in about 10 or 12 minutes. But yesterday was this unprecedented day in American sports, right? You had nearly every major American sports league and entity either canceling or suspending or postponing all events. And then today comes around. And... uh while we're trying to digest, wow, what are we going to do without sports? And you know, how are we going to move forward and process this just in the sports bubble that we all live in? And you guys, the listeners and the sports fans. and And the NFL, business as usual, comes elbowing its way in saying, Froster moves! Froster moves! God bless them. <laughs> Transaction wire. Like yes. a fullback through a wide open hole. Here comes the NFL in your sports news void. Purell. Yes. <laughs> Admit that both you guys smiled as much as I did to see good old-fashioned release notices. It's good. Yes. And I, I, we still don't know officially, if because the NFL still has like 72 hours to before the tampering window opens on Monday. So as of right now, the league year will start on Wednesday next week. Teams will be able to reach agreements with free agents on Monday. And so as of right now, this is all going to go down not quite as usual because I'm guessing there won't be any face-to-face meetings. You'll just have Skype calls with free agents, etc. But as of right now, it's business as usual with the NFL. And multiple NFL roster moves were announced today, including the Vikings electing to part ways predictably with one of these, with Xavier Rhodes. And Linval Joseph. Um, and, and, and with those guys off the books now, the Vikings have $20.7 million in, in cap space, which is still, I think, bottom five in the NFL. But at least they have some cap space breathing room to sign a couple players. They also have massive holes now at defensive tackle because Linval Joseph is gone. Yep. And cornerback where also free agents, uh, Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes are off of your roster. So, so two-part question. How does it feel to have actual sports news today? Fantastic. And what do you think of the Vikings now having $20.7 million in cap space, but also more holes to fill? And that's really not that much in, in, in the big picture, right? Not at all. So they've got some room. It'll, they don't it'll have, get you an Andy Dalton. Yeah, they don't have a ton of... Exactly right. Um, cornerback-wise, here's my, here's my key question, and here's the key thing to me. Mike Hughes coming off what I think basically amounts to a broken neck back because he broke a vertebrae late in the season and then missed the playoff uh, playoffs. Is Mike Hughes ready to go on day one? And if he is, and I'm Spielman and company, I go to Zimmer and say, Mike Hughes is a first-round pick. He has to be developed. He has to play. Now, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I get that. Yeah. But Mike Hughes is going into year three. He's been hurt in some way, shape, or form his first two years. Yeah, he's a starter. Yeah, but there's no so so there's no to me Mike Hughes is not a well he's been hurt and I don't know that's not a conversation. It's a, if he can play, he has to play, he has to start. So am I going to go out now and try and replace Rhodes with a high-priced cornerback? Absolutely not. The Linval Joseph one hurts. I get it though at his age and his pay. Um but I I think the last month with the subtraction of Griffin unless he comes back and I don't think he's going to Rhodes and Joseph shows that Rick Spielman, who likes Zim at this point, is going into the last year of his contract, gentlemen. Rick Spielman is retaking some control of the the 53-man roster. And back to your point about the available amount of space, 
If I'm Spielman, I'm saying that's going towards offense and it's going towards offensive line. And Mike, same thing we said a year ago. You're really good at developing defense. You got Mike Hughes. Go to it. We might even draft a couple guys. Uh, but if we're both going to go down here, if this is going to be it, we're going to do it with an offensive line that doesn't have Pat Elfline at left guard. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like we keep saying, it's twenty. What'd you say? Twenty-five million dollars cap space. Twenty point seven. Twenty point seven. And you got to imagine that there are a couple of their own guys who they might want to re-sign or extend. That'll lead up some of it. Draft picks lead up some of it. So I don't even know how much wiggle room this gives you to operate in free agency, but. You guys brought up something that I don't know that a lot of people necessarily think about. And it's not the case necessarily with Xavier Rhodes, but maybe with Linvale Joseph and probably with Everson Griffin, if you're not able to bring him back. We keep talking about freeing up cap space and cut this guy or cut that guy. I mean, again, outside of Xavier Rhodes, who by various metrics, no shot to the guy personally, seems like a really good guy. He was a great football player at one point. He might have been the worst cornerback on an NFL field this year. Like it was that's, bad. That's the bottom line. It was really bad. So I'm not I'm not talking about him when I say this, but you do have to find replacement level players for these other play for these other guys that we're talking about. And ultimately, I think it will come back to what Judd is saying that what resources you have freed up and what resources you might have in the draft. A lot of those, and especially the higher end ones. Should and I think probably will be used on the offensive side of the things, and you have to tell Mike Mike Zimmer go make magic, go make magic on the defensive side. That's that's your specialty. You go and do that. Sort of the reverse, the flip of what they do in San Francisco. They used a lot. They had a lot of high first round draft picks. They had some free agent money. Yes, some went to Jimmy Garoppolo, but the majority of the high, especially the high value assets that they had went on the defensive side of the ball. And they told Kyle Shanahan, their offensive genius head coach. Go make magic on offense. You have yeah. you have to do the same thing here in Minnesota, but the flip the flip of it with Mike Zimmer being the defensive guru. And it, and it is possible that we could see a couple more moves here over the weekend, right? There are other candidates on the roster uh, that that they could make moves on, or is there a deadline today that I am not thinking about? No. They they can they can make moves. They can make moves yeah, like with Linval Joseph, I think their well, deadline was like the twentieth of March, and they made it today. The big question too now becomes the quarterback. Right? Does the quarterback get extended in, in the next? Couple days, in which case, if he does, yeah. you you have uh, freed up more space, but definitely committed longer term towards him. So that that's the next domino that I'm curious to see about is is Cousins going to get an extension, which then helps you out for 2020, or do they put the brakes on that and say, yeah, we could do that, but if we do that, it's going to kick the uh, salary cap can down the road. We're going to have to pay for that and. Quite frankly, they might not believe in Cousins that much by this point. If Kirk Cousins doesn't sign a deal this offseason, that tells me one of two things is happening. Either the Vikings have decided he's not our quarterback of the future and they're moving on after 2020, or Kirk Cousins, who will then be operating under a new market after all these free agents go off the board this year. Patrick Mahomes probably gets an extension in the next season. Deshaun Watson gets an extension in the next season. And on top of that, we're going to be dealing with a new CBA, which probably means more money for the players. That's what they'd be negotiating for. Kirk Cousins is trying to break the bank and maybe pricing himself out of the Vikings out of the Vikings price range. One of those two things is happening. Either the Vikings are moving on, or Kirk Cousins is trying to squeeze every penny he can out of wherever he gets his next contract. If Kirk Cousins does not sign an extension in the coming uh, days or weeks... I think he plays one more year here and is done. I don't see a way he stays. But the other part of the equation then is, 
Do the Wilfs put the brakes on this since we think, or at least what we know right now, is the coach and GM are going into the last year of their contracts, thinking to themselves, well, if this doesn't work and Cousins doesn't work, we're going to fire both of these guys possibly, and therefore don't want the new administration and coach yeah. to be tied to Kirk Cousins. The NFL is also a really strange league, and then it wouldn't it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary if the Wilfs looked at all three of those key spots, GM, coach, and quarterback, and said, hey, Hey, we like, listen, it's been great, Rick. We, we've known you for 12 years, whatever it's been. Uh, Mike, we love you. In fact, we, we think you are diet Bill Parcells and we appreciate that. And Kirk, hey, you, you, you're, you're a quarterback. You're a guy. You're, <laughs> did you just say you're, you're, you're around you're the cor- office? You're right? a quarterback. You wear number like, eight. You are here for sure. Uh, it wouldn't be that unorthodox for them to just go in and say, listen, you guys all have one year. You might all have five more years, but for right now, go into the 2020 season and prove it. Back to what Judd said a couple minutes ago, though, in terms of, because you were getting at the limited amount of resources they have here. And if if we just start with where is the offense at and where is the defense at? The offense, by a lot of measurements, was one of the better offensive units in the NFL. It was a top seven or eight offense, and even in some measurements higher, but wasn't great on the road, wasn't great outdoors. And Kirk Cousins, even though he won a couple big games last year, primetime, playoff game, etc., still isn't fully trustworthy in some of those moments. So the offense could stand to improve for sure, right? I don't know where it would rank when you account for all those factors, but certainly not top three or five. And the offensive line has work to be done. The defense, especially now that Linville Joseph is no longer here or in his prime. Xavier Rhodes, like you look at that Vikings defense from two years ago. And all the factors that made that Vikings defense the number one unit in the NFL. Linval Joseph and Xavier Rhodes may have been two of the top three key cogs for that number one defense. They are gone. So your defense is probably more fringe top ten than than fighting to be number one now. And I think you have to now look and say, let's let's say you squeeze a couple more dollars of cap room by uh you you find a couple guys to renegotiate with or you cut another body. How can you get this defense with only maybe room for like two free agent signings, a first round draft pick, a second round draft pick, and then all bets are off after that? Yeah. Can you are, are those limited resources enough to get that defense back to being number one, or do you allocate those resources to the offense? I would lean toward what Judd's saying, which is, listen, Mike, we'll get you something. Like we'll get you a second round cornerback or something, and we'll get definitely get you like a veteran defensive tackle. Like we're not going to do nothing. But we're going to rely on you just being a great defensive mind and schemer and coach. And we're going to take the limited amount of resources we have and go all in offensively with them. We're going to get, we're going to get a, a star left tackle in the first round or free agency, whatever that looks like. And we're going to bulk up over here to help Kirk Cousins. Cause I think Kirk Cousins needs more help with these resources than Mike Zimmer probably does. And that's the way I would look at it. And that is how you have to look at it. Where do you need more help? Does Mike Zimmer need more help, or does Kirk Cousins need more help? Mike Zimmer is supposed to make guys better through his coaching, especially on the defensive side of the football. One thing we keep coming back to is Kirk Cousins doesn't necessarily make guys better. He doesn't lift the level of play of the players around him. Kirk Cousins is a product of what's around him. So it's on Mike Zimmer to get more out of what's there, more than it is on Kirk Cousins. That's just the reality you have to deal with, and if... if if the price tag upsets you and you're saying at that price, Kirk Cousins should make guys around him better, well, should is one thing. What's reality is another. And if the Vikings are going to be competitors and contenders in 2020, 
it's going to be on Mike Zimmer lifting up the level of play of the guys that he coaches on the defensive side. Gentlemen, it feels good to be Ford talking oh, football. Oh, man. Plenty of sports news today. Yeah, So much sports news. So, And, and we got more. Richard Pitino is Is there anything going on back. other than sports news? I don't even remember anything other than sports news at this point. Yeah, other than the White House just declaring just pretend, an outbreak and a national hey, emergency. Can we just pretend you know that nothing is going on other than sports news? <laughs> Those are two big words, okay? National emergency. National emergency, two big words. Uh, capital N, President capital told us that. E. Just let me be happy. The, the PGA no, Tour. No. Yeah, the PGA Tour postponed the Masters, which means Jim Nance's schedule is very free over the next couple of months. I Jonathan, let's try life. to get Jim Nance on the show, okay? Hello. Legitimately, let's send it out and try to get Jim Nance on Hello, the show. Hello, friends. Uh, but the, but the news on a local level today, I guess this is probably the last bit of sports-related news here because everything else has been canceled. The Minnesota State High School League did cancel the girls' and boys' basketball tournament, so that is newsworthy. Uh, Pete Najarian is a friend of the show. Uh, we usually talk about how awesome P.J. Fleck is with him. He's the co-founder of Market Rebels and a former Gopher football standout, played professionally. And, and Pete, thank you for joining the show and I guess first question for you, just from thirty thousand feet, with sure. I mean you've got you've got your hands in 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 sports, you've got your hands in the stock market, and and you're also just an American citizen human being that's watching this all play out over the last uh, mm-hmm. several weeks. How is coronavirus and the impact affecting you, and how are you processing this as you as you survey the landscape? Yeah, it's difficult to process, obviously, because um, this is something that's been going on for a lot longer than I think everybody understands, except for the fact that it was elsewhere until it got here. And it was in China back in November, believe it or not. And then we started to see these outbreaks and moving across. And, you know, the effects, we knew there'd be some effects. I, I think that the reality is that nobody's ever fully prepared for how much of an effect that we would actually see here. I think I think everybody had a certain sort of like hesitation about what they were hearing about and well that's that's them not us type of a mentality which <laughs> typical of the United States we all are pretty uh, uh excited people who think we're in the greatest place in the world and we are but that doesn't keep us from seeing the kind of spread that uh, we've seen in China we've seen in Italy we've seen in other parts of the world and you know I think it's it's affecting everything, and you guys, obviously, your world. I, I, I can't even imagine how difficult it is because you guys are having to sit there and basically break down everything from what's going on with the Masters or what's going on with the NHL or the NFL someday, maybe. But, you know, the one thing I would say about the NFL is they're always just reactive. They're never proactive. This guy who runs the NFL, I think, is the most overpaid guy on the planet because he literally oftentimes – just waits and waits and waits for almost every decision that he he makes. And I've been critical of him for a long time just because of the fact that he gets paid so much money for what he does yeah. in what is a league that is is a layup league, and yet he's making close to $50 million a year. It's a it's an amazing thing. But I think it was really, really smart that the, NF, well, excuse me, the NHL and the NBA and all the major leagues made some of the, deci- the decisions that they made. The one – the one place where I'm I'm just a little bit wondering about is is at the college ranks, the March Madness stuff. I'm not sure why you couldn't put suspensions on and then maybe make a decision and, and you know, put it off for a month and say, look, we're going to revisit this, and if it's still a danger, that's something we're not going to do and we'll absolutely cancel it, but maybe just buy some time. That was, the, that was my only disappointment, I think, of, of what's been going on, and I think everybody else has been extremely proactive and very aggressively saying, look, this is – this is too much for everybody to take, and we don't want to put people in harm's way, so let's do the smart thing. 
So, Pete, as a guy who played college sports, take me through what your observation or thoughts are on the mindset of a senior. And and a lot of these guys don't play pro, so their careers right. are are on a big stage or basically done. Take me through the mindset of a senior basketball player or a senior who's really good in their sport and their team is good. And one day yeah. you wake up and unfortunately, and it's beyond you know a lot of people's control. I get that. But mm-hmm. it's gone. Your dream is just gone. Your season is canceled. You get no chance at a national championship. You get no chance at a tournament. What do you mm-hmm. imagine they're processing through their minds? Oh, man, the incredible disappointment that you've got if you are any of those guys um, at any level, even if you're a number one seed or, or far lower than that or maybe somebody who just had to play in or whatever the case may be, that's the opportunity that you want. That's the great part of college sports in particular because – it's that opportunity that you'll never get again. You know, I, I, I've had the great opportunity to talk to a lot of kids in high school and college and even at the NFL level and just always try to impress upon them, look, when it's done, it's done. And, and in particular, um, the NFL, but I think in other sports as well. You know, the NFL, the biggest difficulty I think that a lot of those guys face is you never, ever put a helmet on again after that. You know, you can still go out and play basketball with your friends if you're a basketball guy. You can play adult baseball and some of these other sports golf and everything else but football you know you never ever put on the all the equipment ever again and um but i think in all these cases yeah it's it's a difficult thing and it's disappointing and it's hurtful and you know it's it's got to be brutal and i and i can only imagine i mean i've seen the tears i've seen i've seen the interviews and everything else of a lot of these guys but i like the idea of the potential at least the offer of some potential that maybe they could make a waiver of some sort for guys that choose to do that, that they could, guys and gals, they could participate maybe next year that did, that would not impact the scholarships that are going to be coming in and all the rest of it. But maybe there's a way around this. And that, that might be something I think pretty interesting if they could find a way to do that for the guys who want to do that. Not everybody's going to want to do that, but I think the guys who are hardcore and were really excited and this was their opportunity They'd love to see if there's any extension out there that could maybe extend their career just a little bit longer. Because, as I say, once it's done, it's done, and you never get that back. And that's the, the great part and the, and the tough part of being in sports. Pete, there are still those who, who think that maybe what's going on in the sports world is an overreaction to the, the coronavirus. And my response to them has been, do you have any idea what must have been told to the powers that be in Major League Baseball, the NBA, and especially the NCAA, for them to turn away the millions, if not billions, of dollars that they stand to lose by putting a halt to everything in the sports world? Those guys don't like giving away money or turning mm-hmm. away money. They had to be told some pretty scary stuff behind closed doors to make the decision that they made, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, I, I think that's the problem is initially everybody thought, well, this is just the flu again and all the rest of this. But, you know, I think they're finding out it's much more and the spread is different than others. And, and there's, you, you listen to any of these just absolute expert epidemiologists that are out there. They're, they're unbelievable. And some of these guys, one of them from the University of Minnesota, he's, he's as good, if not the best in this entire world at what his craft is. And, if you get a chance, go back and listen to Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys like him, hate him, or whatever, mm-hmm. but he he interviewed, and that's an hour and a half of learning everything about this virus and what it really truly means and how you need to deal with it and the smart direction you need to take because 
it is something that can really be unbelievable for people. And maybe not so much for the athletes because it really is something where when you look at the fans, and, and obviously you put 78,000 people into U.S. Bank or, or, or name your stadium, you're putting people in harm's way because, unfortunately, we're in a society, and I'm not going to give you all the numbers, but I, I, I know the numbers of what the obesity levels are and high blood pressure and all the rest of it and all the different things that there are trifectas out there that if you are this, 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 and this, you do not want to have this hit your body because it is going to be an incredible impact and your percentages are just awful. So that's why I think everybody reacted the way they did, and I think it's the smart reaction. Pete Najarian with us here on Mackie and Judd with Rami, co-founder of Market Rebels, former gopher football standout, friend of the show. It, mm-hmm. it does feel like, I don't know, every 10 years or so, some, something happens, I mean, 9-11, something happens that sort of rocks the country, rocks the markets, rocks sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, maybe this is putting you on the spot, but how... How long do you think it'll take us to get back to normalcy with all of this? Is this something that we're probably going to be, you're a 30,000-foot guy. I mean, is this something that we're going to be riding out through the duration of 2020 in one way or another? I, You know, I, I don't know that it'll be that long, Phil, to be honest with you. But, you know, we, we go through these things actually more frequently than everybody ever really can comprehend. I mean, you can go back and start with... AIDS and Zika and this and that and Ebola and there there is always something it seems like every couple of years that does pop up um, and the spread of this one is what I think is so concerning because it's through the air and all the rest of it and you know it's smart to wash your hands we all know that we we should listen to our parents that you wash your hands keep your hands away from your face and all the rest of this but what I've learned is the fact that it's much more of an airborne issue and and so you know there are so many different factors in there now. I think that what happened today at the very end of the day, you guys were probably already on the air, but the state of emergency from the president, I think that made a heck of a lot of sense. It really can confine people a little bit from from what kind of travel they're going to probably be trying to do and all the rest of it, but it's going to free up money and it's going to free up the opportunity for people. And they even mentioned waivers, by the way. He talked about student waivers in terms of debt and some of those types of things because colleges are shutting down and everything else that's going on, but a lot of medical measures that can be done and antiviral drugs and all the rest of it, the money that's going to get thrown at that, it really could be something where it's going to persist for a while, but I wouldn't expect it to go that far, Phil. I think months makes sense to me, two, three, four months, and then we start to get a little bit more normalcy once again, but it does take some time. I was trading on the trading floors back at September 11th, that was no party whatsoever there. I mean, we're, we're talking about incredible times, but that was more on the financial crisis side of things as well that followed up that, that about eight years later. So there's one thing after another, and we always, you know, we're Americans, and we are, we are amazing how, how resilient we really are, and we, we bounce back very quickly, and people can kind of forget pretty quickly as well. So I think it's something that we're going to have to work through. It's going to be, take months, though. I don't think this is weeks. I think this is months. And, Pete, you're, I, I think you're exactly right about our ability to bounce back. But the difference between 2001 and, and now was, as far as that went, you know, we shut down sports for a week or, or so, but we could sort of then say sports are going to heal us, right? And we're going to get back mm-hmm. on the field, and, and America's going to feel good, and it's going to feel pride about playing baseball again. And sports, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in that case, sports 
was a solution. Sports made us proud again. What's different here to me and why my guess is we're not going to be playing sports again until around June 1st is nobody's mm-hmm. going to want to be the first to come back because, God forbid, they're wrong and they come back too quick and now it spreads again because you put people back in a stadium or arena. So the difference between mm-hmm. September 2001 to me and right now is there's going to be way more trepidation about a restart date once they shut down. I think you're right. Uh, unfortunately, I do think you're right. But but once we get past that, and it'll be something where, to your point, let's say it's in June. Um, hopefully it's sooner than that, but let's just say it's June. Sports will be, uh, and I think it'll, you know, in some ways, guys, uh, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's going to make baseball that much more interesting. And it's going to, because the shortened season and all the rest of that is going to, is going to impact how things are done and all the rest of that. And I think that will create some more excitement and people will want to get out and do things. And yeah, it's going to be a, a difficult thing and a bit of a challenge early on. But I think if we, if we do it right and, and it's not too soon, I think it'll be done the right way then. And, we, and I think we'll get that enjoyment that we need. And, and we all search that out. I'll never forget how, how sports really did. You're right. It revitalized everybody. I mean, the Whitney Houston thing down in Tampa at the Super Bowl was still the most memorable I can, re- I can ever remember of any uh, beginning of a game for the, for the Super Bowl. It's just incredible. But those are the t- kinds of things that we're going to have to deal with for a while. This is going to be a lot of people that are going to be scared, but you just have to be informed. And I think the more informed people are, and it's not panic, it's just information and knowing the reality of things, that will make it a little bit quicker, I think, in terms of how long this really lasts. Now, if people are silly and do ridiculous things, then, of, of course, we're going to have this persist a lot longer than we want it to. Uh, Pete, what what sporting event or contest, or let's say from now until middle of May, June first, are you going to miss the most in our last sixty seconds here? Yeah, you know, I, I I do at this time of year. I mean, for me, you you start getting more and more into the world of hockey and the world of basketball because you're getting closer to the end, and 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 the games really matter. You know, the, my only issue sometimes with other sports outside of football is the length of the season, the number of games, and all the rest of that. But when you see that crunch in games and it's go time. Um, I think the NBA is unbelievably exciting. I think the NHL is exciting. So, you know, those two sports particularly stand out for me as something that, you know, I, I, I'm going to miss if we're not able to watch some of that March Madness. How do, how, it's just crazy that we're not going to get a chance to see that. Yeah, That's Pete Najarian, co-founder of Market Rebels, former Gopher football standout, friend of the show. And, uh, well, maybe next time we talk, it won't be such a weird, depressing time here in America. Yeah, I hear you, but I'll tell you what, up 2,000 points on the Dow, we'll take that today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, man. All right, we'll catch up soon. Right. Take care. All right, that's, uh, that's Pete Najarian. Yeah. So later on, we will talk to Chris Wright, the CEO of Minnesota United FC. Did you guys see the tweet J. Ron Kirst just threw out? No. I did not. No, what? We'll get to it when we come back. Oh, Wow. J. Ron Curse tweeting something about... It's a big league tease right there. I'm not even going to look it up. I wouldn't be surprised after the break. Something about his status as a Viking. Of course he is. Okay. We'll get to that. And Richard Pitino will return as Gophers basketball coach, reportedly. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here on Score North and the Score North app. Let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota here. Uh, You know, if, if you are interested in the best combination of safe vehicles, durable vehicles... Great safety features and technology. Toyotas are the car. That's the car. That's the car I've been driving since 2001 when I turned 16 years old. Now, if you're interested in intelligent, thoughtful, kind, 
and uh, knowledgeable people in their industry. Look no further than 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and that service department that, again, I've been going to since 2001. Luther Brookdale Toyota has pretty much all of it. And you'll find out when you walk even into the Luther Lounge area just how great of a facility this place is. It's like walking into a new stadium. It's like, I don't know, it's like it's like they used to have uh, the Trop 15 years ago. Then they built a new stadium and they put some of the best front office people and players in a great facility. And, and they you put see a what roof happens. on it. And they put a roof on it there. Of course. At the car dealership. It is retractable, yes, though. Did you know that? I did not. Really? Yeah, on sunshiny days. Luther Brookdale Toyota has a retractable roof. No, they don't. Oh, I'm just okay. messing with you. That but would be how amazing. excited you got? That would be amazing. I'll put a good word in and see if we can make that happen. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Also, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious here to anyone who has been paying any semblance of attention to the news the last few days and weeks. These are crazy, uncertain times in America. Uncertain times with the stock market. It seems like something happens in the world every few years that jolts our investment accounts. And it's more important than ever right now to have a reliable, steady hand navigating your retirement and investment accounts. Don't float by without somebody knowledgeable. And that person is Dale Tondrick from Tondrick Wealth Management. You don't want to make a knee-jerk decision that could cost you a lot down the road right now. You want to make sure you have somebody like Dale Tondrick, which, by the way, you'll get a face-to-face great relationship with somebody who spends his life thinking about this stuff. Leave it to the experts. I don't care whether you're 30 years old or 60 years old. There are things you can and should be doing during these trying times to make sure you get to dictate what your life looks like in retirement. You can get a hold of Dale Tondrick at Tondrick Wealth Management by calling 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671 or myinvestingcoach.com.